Yo, what is going on, people? Welcome to the Uncovered Podcast with Nick and Femi. I'm Nick. And I'm Femi. We're both experienced mental health clinicians, and we're going to be your hosts today. That's it. And this is going to be far from a clinical experience. Mm-hmm. Think of it more as an open and honest coffee date with a couple of your best mates. Exactly. And I hope that I'm your best mate, but we can have Nick there too. <laughs> <laughs> we'll delve into some super relevant topics. Modern day mental health, and where you can get some insight from experts people who've lived it and also we can give it a little bit of our knowledge too so please kick back relax continue your daily commute you know whatever it is that you're doing and enjoy this episode of the uncovered podcast with nick and what up what up what up nick yes sir what is going on mr fams what is happening my man i'm chilling bro blessed living i'm here you already know the vibes bro that's it back for like another episode it's been a long time since we've actually jumped on the mic just us two i know can you deep that the last time we did that was like what last year in august that's crazy it's been a good time away that's it. <laughs> That's crazy. I wasn't sure if that was a compliment or you no, were talking to us now. Yeah, 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 definitely not a compliment. No, no, no. I, I hated doing these. Oh, I hate okay. these in this news, but okay. you know. But now we're getting paid for it, so it's different. Who's paying us? You. You're paying me. Oh, I'm paying you. Yeah, 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 yeah. It has exactly, to be. It has to be. Exactly. Yeah. So now talk to the people. What are we talking about today? Yeah, man. Well, look, I think this topic is super relevant. It's something that we've been talking about for a long time, and it's something that's like we get asked about a lot. And I want to just make a quick little disclaimer, right? All right, go on. All right. Look, yes, I know a lot of stuff. <laughs> yes, Nick knows a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Are we relationship coaches? Oh, no. No. You know what's crazy is that we know that relationship topics bang. Every time we talk about relationship topics, Facts. it bangs. Facts. But then, like, when people actually start talking to us one-to-one about it, I'm like, now we're actually talking about your, your marriage, relationship, your about what I should do, what should I dump him, Charlotte? I don't know. I don't bro. know. And like, to be honest, like, <laughs> any decision that you make off the back of this podcast advice, it's entirely up to you. Disclaimer alert. <laughs> we are not liable. Hey, hey. If your life goes to, hey, hey, if you take an L and you dump the wrong guy because of us, <laughs> or you date the wrong guy because of us, hey. That's on you. I swear to God, if you didn't come to us one-to-one and we're not your therapist, then like at this point, I can't help you. Hey, look, if you're getting, look, this is not relationship advice. This is literally just us having a conversation about a topic that's relevant. And hopefully you can get some kind of information and knowledge from it to make your own decisions um, in your own life. But as you can tell, talking about relationships. That's it. So I'm really excited because I think that this topic actually, so if we take away our, you know, flippant side and we talk a little bit seriously. This topic's really, really relevant because I think that relationships something that we do all the time and it's mm. one of the hardest things to navigate, especially guys and girls our age, mm. right? When you're in your mid, damn. Damn. Mid-20s. Mid-20s. We're talking to the teens, man. We're talking to you young adults. I mean, yo, that's crazy. If you're in your mid-20s, that's crazy I can act that we're saying that right now. Yeah, mid-20s. Mid-20s. Damn, damn we old. Damn, wherever the hill yeah, is. And well. it's your birthday season. Yeah, I know. It's wherever the hill. Anyway, that's, a, that's another conversation. But yeah, so look, if you're in your mid twenties, thirties, you know, when you're in that young adult kind of like stage where you're so much of your life is um, kind of relevant to relationships, you know, mm. you're figuring out what rela- what's the best relationship to be in. Mm. How do I be in a relationship? Cause you don't mm. have much experience, right? Mm. You know what I mean? So it's kind of just figuring it out. 
even when you've been in a relationship for a couple of years, that's not that much experience when you look at people who've been not. in 50, 60 year relationships. No, it really isn't. And there's a lot of pressure as young adults now that I think- To get it pe- right. Yeah, to get it right, get married. You want to make that decision. And it's, a, you know, there's a lot of pressure. And then as a result of that, sometimes we feel forced into a relationship. We don't know how to navigate the relationship. Correct. We feel like I might have to settle in this relationship because if I don't settle now, then I'm going to be 30. And, you know, all these kind of conversations start happening. So mm. it's a very, very sticky situation but hopefully what we tell you in this podcast will help you navigate the complexities around it so you can make a lot much of a cleaner decision and specifically how to actually navigate it within the relationship right because Mm. it's one thing to get into a relationship it's another thing to have a a happy relationship and a lasting relationship and a relationship that you are you you're growing in right so just to be clear this podcast today we're just going to be talking about when you're in a relationship yeah it's our role in inside a relationship right so especially and this is especially relevant when you have a partner that is struggling yeah and a partner that's having you know it that doesn't mean that they have it could just be going through a hard time to being diagnosed or medication there's, there's no extent right i mm. mean it could be any kind of extent yeah. so it's about being able to help and be that person and what role do we actually play in our relationships to make sure those relationships are thriving and fruitful yeah so obviously like the first kind of question that i want to ask and kind of discuss with you right is like well why are relationships so hard like why are they so difficult why do we suck at them really because like <laughs> you know nobody goes into their first relationship and nails it yeah doesn't happen and if yeah. you do write a book because i want to read that legit legit no i think that's a it's a good question and like obviously i don't know for the general population why it's sticky but you know, I can give you from my opinion and my perspective because mm. I'm currently in a relationship. This is actually my first time in the relationship. Are you going to put a special button? I'm not sure which, they changed the buzzers in the st- on the soundboard. So I'm really <laughs> just guessing right now. So what have you guys seen next? Maybe hit, maybe not. <laughs> I don't know if that was the one, to Aye. be honest, because this Look. sounds like I'm telling a story. Oh, now. okay, let me try another one. <laughs> no, no. No, yeah, no. no. All right, anyways, just hear me out. Just hear me yeah, out. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I, I'll make the sound first for you. Go. Holy crap. It's next story time. Time, time. Crazy. Crazy. Uh, go for it, uh, yeah, I want you guys to give some feedback on that. If you guys want that to be like our intro or whatever, or you want family to keep being the sound, just let us know because we've been having a bit of a discussion about that. You know, it is, it's not just me though. People have been telling me. But anyways. That, so my soundboard's. Yeah, that your soundboard's a bit like. Hits. Not doesn't hit, but. Um, okay. Okay, who are you talking to? I'm talking, it's confidential, it's a podcast. So I'll tell you offline. Anyone that you're talking to is wrong. <laughs> Facts. Anyways, I think relationships are sticky. Going back on track, is that mm. for me, I feel like relationships are challenging because what we're navigating within the, the relationship is all about emotions, right? It's all yeah. about being able to understand the person's emotions. It's like it's all emotional intelligence. And the thing about it is that because it's intangible, we don't actually know. So a lot of the times we jump in and we make assumptions based on not even how the person feels, but how that person made me feel. And then as a result of that, we start to act a different way. Mm. We're like, oh, you offended me without actually understanding what the person's going through. We can just see it from our own kind of lens. And I think that's the challenge, right? Because we struggle as a generation to be generally empathetic with people and try to understand where they're at. And because of that big gap and that boundary, or not boundary, but that gap, 
then we don't know then how to respond. All we can focus on is on ourselves. We can focus on how this person made me feel. When you're doing that, it's like, okay, well, what about how I'm feeling? Right. And it's that complication in the conversation, in the relationship that makes it really hard. And that's a perfect point because oftentimes, even though you might have a relationship that's got great communication, you guys are best mates, yada, 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 whatever. The truth is, most of the times when you're struggling as a partner mm. or you have issues or concerns, and that might be, from my own, that could be from your own mental health or it could be just issues within the relationship. You oftentimes, you don't tell them, you actually show them. Mm. Long before you have the conversation, you've been showing your partner what you're feeling. Mm. And it's important that when you are the person and in your role in a relationship as the, as the partner, right? It's to be always watching and listening mm. and knowing their baseline in, in whatever circumstance that is, right? And that, and that should be something that we're doing in all different kinds of relationships with mm. friendships, family, you know, professional, whatever, is knowing each other's baseline mm. and watching for and listening for changes, right? Mm. Because that's what's going to allow you to really have those real conversations, mm. safe conversations. Because it's one thing to be like, okay, I can communicate with this person, but it's another thing to feel like you can safely communicate. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And what I mean by that is having emotional safety in place that I can tell you how I really feel, not what, not trying to get the message across as best as I can without offending you. Mm. Cause those are two different things, right? Cause it's about being open and honest and being like, look, this is how I feel all cards on the table mm. and being like, oh, I kind of feel like you're not doing this to me, which isn't being, it's not being completely mm. transparent. It's just trying to have the conversation because as much as you can, because you don't feel fully safe. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent agree. And like, as what you were alluding to is that like, it sounds like well, a lot of this is going to come down to empathy, right? It's about us being able to kind of, of course. understand, be able to be like, okay, cool. I hear you. I've let you kind of mm. express it. And I know this is a little bit off topic, but I'm curious because I think that even though people might have a, a degree or an understanding of empathy, when it actually comes down to the table, when we're talking about communication and someone's mm. like, you know, I, I feel this and this is what I want, which I, by the way, that I feel I want is a, an excellent strategy to so implement. But how do you on the other end, I think what I've noticed is a lot of the challenges is that even though they're just expressing themselves, we still take a level of offense of course. to it. And then this is when we start going through that troublesome period yeah. where we're like, ah, oh, well, I don't know why you feel that way because I'm actually not doing this. Or I'm gonna be like, well, you know, what about me? What about when you mm. do this, this bothers me. And yeah. that's the big, challenge that we have in relationships because as you were saying it's all well and good you know they're best mates they make yeah, you yeah. laugh they do this you have all this fun but when shit gets tough and you guys are feeling mm. uncomfortable and how then you, you want to later yeah how do you receive it yeah that's a really good question that's how to communicate about how do you actually receive it that's exactly it's a really good question i think that like as modern kind of uh relationship psychology or texts have been talking about it's less it's moved on from being effective communication to effective reception, mm. which has been the more powerful kind of differentiator in being able to have fruitful and, and thriving relationships. So I want to take a step back in terms of answering your question. I want to unpack that with you. Um, where does defense come from? It comes from trauma. There's a trauma, oh. ego, those are the type of things that I would look at it from. When you when you get defensive, why do you feel like people get defensive? Why do you let your specific thing? Yeah, yeah. Why do you feel defensive? Why do you feel defensive? So I feel like you I get defensive based on two three two different things mm. actually. One will obviously be the ego. Yes. I feel like, okay, well, you've you've struck a chord on my ego and I don't yes. like that. So therefore, as a result, I'm gonna 
defend myself. That's yes. like what our bodies are designed to do to keep us safe. So that's what I would do. The second part of that as well, that I think that why I kind of respond is uh, due to a level of insecurity. Yes. If there's something that I was battling and, um, you know, I feel not really safe around and it's been attacked, then, you know, as a result, I'm going to defend myself. And those are generally the two things that people do to trigger me to get into that kind of defensive response. 110%. I think that you nailed it with the, with, you know, trauma. Mm. And I think that we say this a lot, but it's so important to understand your trauma and mm. do your own work about your trauma. Mm. Because if you're not healed, you can't have these conversations. Mm. It's going to be so much harder to have these conversations, right? It's kind of like if you have an open gashing wound on your arm and someone starts poking it, mm. it's going to hurt a whole lot more. And you're going to want to punch that person in the face a lot more mm. than when that, heal, when that wound has been closed up, the scar tissue on it, and it's being completely healed when they poke at it, you don't want to punch them in the face. You might be like, okay, I can understand that this may hurt, mm. but I have a lot more time to respond rather than react. Mm. So in terms of being able to actually be a better recipient of, of feedback, news, communication, it means that we need to take a step back and do our own trauma work. Mm. Why, what baggage do I have? Mm. What baggage have I brought into this? Why does this piss me off? Mm. Because when you have these conversations at the very beginning and the very, very start, they're going to be so difficult to have mm. because chances are you naturally, no one goes out and, and just preemptively and proactively usually does their own trauma work. It's mm. usually when things go left, then you realize I need to do it. So usually when you're in a relationship with someone, then you've had these issues, they're not aware. So when you're putting it to their forefront, they're now aware that they have a wound. Mm. And also on the flip side, the person that's communicating needs to also be patient to understand that this person doesn't know. Mm and give them the space to be able to heal and feedback, give them feedback. Like, hey, look, you're not actually receiving this effectively. Yeah. And what you need to do is actually go do your own work. Mm. It's going to happen. You're going to have difficult conversations, but the more you do this together um, is, is really important because the main role in a relationship, and I think I've said this before, is your role is to, to set that environment and be a container. I'm going to talk about this probably a little bit more in this conversation, but it's to be a container for growth within that relationship. Mm. It's so, so important to be someone that is able to set that safe space mm. for that person to develop and understand and move forward from their baggage, mm. move forward from their trauma and not feel attacked, not feel um, you know, unsupported. Because yeah. when you're not receiving and I get pissed off at you not receiving, I'm also not receiving the fact that you're not receiving effectively. Mm. And it starts this spiral and this cycle, sorry, that never ever works out. Exactly right, exactly right. And I think that the big thing that you said that I really think is really, really important is that be able to provide that safe environment. Mm. A lot of the time we're in an element of just us feeling like, okay, we need to fix it or we need to be able to solve this. We're too mm. solution-based focused without being that person that can be like, you know what, I understand that you feel this way. Let me create this environment for you then to be able to do the inner work. Because at the end of the day, with any healing process or any healing kind of journey you take, mm. I think that I don't actually think that you reach a point of actually getting healed. Cause I think that this is a journey that goes on for the rest of your life. There's always wounds. There's always trauma. There's always things that are going to pop up. They're going to discover about yourself, which is really, really exciting. But at the same time, it means that there's so much more work that we need to do. There's so much more that we're going to discover about ourselves. Mm. And I think that instead of us being like, okay, well, how can we fix this as soon as it comes off? Cause sometimes what a lot of people do is that they'll either just push it away. They won't even bother talking about it. Mm. And then it just shows up again in a different cycle. That's yes, kind of correct. the cycle of trauma. But if we can be like, well, I understand that. This is the environment that I'm going to give for us. So we're able to then 
always do the work together yeah. and grow together, then I think that's the best thing that we can do in a relationship. And I think that's such a great role and a great honor and privilege that we play, which is actually exciting when you really yeah. think about it. Um, to be able to be that person that can really aid in someone's emotional or spiritual, mental, and even physical growth. 110%. And I think that it's got to shift. The focus of the relationships have got to shift, right? Mm. It can't, it, it's got to be, and we hear this all the time. It's really, really cheesy, but it's true, especially when we're having someone that's, that's struggling, especially when mm. you're trying to facilitate growth. Mm. It needs to be 100%. It's not a 50-50 relationship. It's got to be 100%, 100%, mm. right? And I know as much as, when I heard this, I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was like, oh yeah, relax, yeah, like, bro. Oh, bro. Oh, yeah, relax, bro, Gandhi, bro, relax. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it's like, you know, honestly, it's so true, it's right? True. In terms of your focus needs to shift in terms of how do I have the best relationship mm. and make it, and how do, to shift to, how do I make this person feel safe? Mm. Because the moment that person feels safe, a lot of the issues within your relationships shift mm. because they're much more likely to confide in you which mm. means that you're going to learn about issues at an earlier stage before they blow up. Mm. They're much more likely to work with you in terms of being able to get the result. They're much more likely to be able to grow and develop and, and, and reach the goals and become the person that you want them to be as well. Mm. And you also be that person. So when you kind of focus and shift the focus in terms of not just how do I make them feel in terms of like loved, sexy, all those things that are super important, but primarily how do I make them feel safe? Mm. Because, Oftentimes as people, we, we associate safety with uh, so many more emotions than when you realize. Mm. We, we associate safety with love. We associate safety with, with obviously protection. Mm. We associate safety with, so, with kindness, like so many emotions, yeah, right? Yeah. Happiness, safety. That's what, we, that's what we ideally want. Our brain is literally a safety mechanism. It's literally designed to keep us safe. That's why you. That's why you have defense mechanisms because you yeah. feel attacked. Exactly. So you respond because you don't feel safe. Exactly. So being able to constitute an environment of safety is so pivotal, mm. especially in a relationship. Hundred percent. And I think that for the guys that are listening, it might sound a bit overwhelming. It's like, oh, I got to shift my whole focus. This is how can I do this? And the and the big thing to note is that it's not a, a process of being able to take it all at once. Because remember, this mm. is a relationship. This is something, someone that you wanted to spend the rest of your life with. So take it step by step. It's the same thing like any time that we're trying to change a habit. Like you see people that go to the gym, they're like, they change everything straight away. They shift mm. the focus to be like, okay, diet, wake up at 5 a.m., do this, do this. So many things that oh. like, eventually you'll be able to sustain it for like maybe a week or two, but then you're going to notice you're going to go back. 100%. And that's the same thing that you don't want in a relationship. You don't want to set this kind of standard now. That's like, my shift. role now is that I'm going to be your provider. I'm going to keep you safe. What does that mean? I'm going to do like 500 different things to exactly. do that. And then my, your partner's like, okay, cool. That sounds great. Four weeks down the track, you're like, I can't sustain that. Of course And then not. you go back and that creates more turbulence in the relationship, which is what you don't want to do. So like Femi was saying, the focus needs to be clear. The intention needs to be there. And you want to be able to do it step by step, 100%. one thing at a time. And that can be as simple as being having a conversation and just being like, hey, like. This is what I want to do. Yeah. This, this is my intention. You know what I mean? This is my intention. Exactly. I want to be there. And it's so funny because those simple things that, people take for granted, like even myself, I take for granted, can mean the world to mm. somebody that's receiving. I just be oh, like, yeah. you know what? I'm shifting my intention in this relationship. Mm. I want to be able to focus on creating an environment for us where we can grow together. A hundred percent. And it's like, fantastic. That's exactly what I want. And then that's obviously setting that, that conversation in terms of like a whole different thing about how that would look like. I won't delve into, delve into it too much, 
But I think that just that on its own and just saying, okay, cool, what do you want? What are your interests? And we're like, okay, cool. Understand that and then do it step by step is just setting you up for success. A hundred percent. I think that the word that we've been using over the last kind of couple of minutes, super powerful, is intention. Yeah. And to be intentional in your relationship is actually really powerful. Yeah. And I think that sometimes where we live in this world where it's almost like now it's uncool to really want to to put effort into your relationship mm. from like an emotional perspective. Mm. It's kind of, we, expect, we, we we romanticize the idea of this fairy tale, but the truth is relationships aren't fairy tale. Relationships are actually a lot of hard work 100%. and it takes a lot of intention. The same way that it takes intention for you to be healthy, for you to grow a business, for you to progress in your career, more so with the relationship. Exactly. And it's so good. It's so important, sorry, to be able to have that conversation with your friends, family, and romantic partner, but specifically we're talking about romantic partners right now, to say, this is my intention. I'm being intentional with this relationship. Mm. I want us to do this. It doesn't mean that you're regimented. It doesn't mean that you're living a, a, a you know, a, a military structured lifestyle and relationship where this is what we're going to do at this time. It's yeah. more just saying, I'm just going to be more present and conscious and, and aware and trying to be aware mm. of these things in our relationship. Mm. And even saying things like, and I might probably struggle, I might mm. probably go backwards so many times. And that's why I want you to be able to kind of support me and bring me up when I'm going down those stages. And I think that, like you were saying, so foundational, so, so important. And I think I would encourage everybody, if you haven't done it what so far, go say that to your partner. Yeah. What's your intention in your relationship? What do you actually want for your relationship? And not from like a superficial kind of, oh, I just want to travel the world. I want to do this. Even though there's all well and good, but what do you actually want from the relationship in terms yeah, exactly. of, a, from an emotional perspective and figure that out. That's the homework that I'm going to give you for this podcast before yeah. we take a break. Yeah, we're going to take a break real quick and we're going to go, when we come back, we're going to like go into a bit more detail and kind of unpack this a little bit more. I think this, this conversation is really interesting and I hope that you guys stick around for the rest of it. So we'll see you guys after the break. If you're going through a tough time and you're looking for some support, maybe a podcast is not the best place for you. Yeah, exactly. And mental health can be a bit tricky and support should always be personalized. So we created the Recharge program to do exactly that. So the Recharge program is your one-stop shop for all things mental health support. It's an online program that allows you to have the best and most experienced clinical experts at your fingertips without the intimidating kind of setting of a clinical approach. Exactly. So this is how it works. We match you up with the best counsellor for your needs. You get one-to-one -one time with your own mental health nurse, over 200 plus minutes of content, weekly workshops with us, and guest experts in different fields such as emotional eating, anger management, addiction, and more. So usually this will cost an arm and a leg, but we've worked really hard to give you payment options for as cheap as about 30 bucks a week. So if this resonates with you, jump onto rechargewellness.com.au and click get started to talk to our team and see if this is right for you. So that's rechargewellness.com.au. Right. So thanks for purchasing our program. I, I, <laughs> and if you haven't, I'm going to take another break for you to go onto the website and buy the program. The ad isn't just to sound nice. Run it. Rechargewellness.com.au. Get started. Top right, please. Yo, top right. Please. Hey, the lights are dimming, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but we've obviously been speaking a lot about emotional safety. Yeah, exactly. We know that's the big role that we actually play in the relationship. But what does it actually look like? Look, I think that we've had this conversation a while and I've had a lot of think, I've, I've had a bit of a think about this because it's kind of like everyone hears it. I say it a lot. It sounds, you know, conceptually sexy or conceptually um, intriguing, right? Mm. But I think 
the big thing when I think about tra- safety in terms of a relationship and the way to kind of make it practical and real is do they actually trust you? Mm. And I think that in relationships, we oftentimes associate trust solely with are they gonna are you gonna cheat on them? Are you gonna dog them physically? Mm. Are you gonna, that kind of that kind mm. of stuff, right? Which is so superficial and so yeah. surface level. But I think emotional safety comes in. Do they trust you to not just not cheat on them or whatever, but do they trust you to listen to them? Mm. To actually hear them, mm. to have their back, to support them, to be there for them, mm. to protect them emotionally, to be all of the things that are so intrinsic to them. Do they trust you on that level? Mm. Because the moment that they trust you on that level and they feel safe, that's when all these things can actually happen. Because the level of growth and the level of growth that you're expecting your partner to have takes a lot, requires a lot of trust and a lot of safety for it to mm. happen. Because you got to be vulnerable. You got to be comfortable to stuff up. Mm. You got to be comfortable to say to like make mistakes within that container of the relationship. And if they don't trust you to have your back, it's a concern because they're not going to take those steps. Mm. And it's so many times like you, you see it in those relationships. Where it's like oh. You know, I re- like just taking it from like a superficial level. It's like I really want to, you know, do piano lessons or whatever it is, right? But they don't want to because they don't trust that their partner is going to back them mm. and support them and hear their needs, hear their concerns, and it, they they're scared that their partner is just going to look at it purely financial. Mm. We can't afford it. Blah 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 blah. Mm. Instead of really hearing what they're saying, so they don't even try. They don't do the things that make them happy. They don't do that. They don't engage in different tasks. And when they go into this like wallowing of feeling like I'm not living my life for me, I'm living my life for other people, mm. and that becomes very dangerous. And if we look at it from an emotional perspective, they don't grow. Mm. They don't develop into the person. They don't. They don't. They don't learn the skills that are necessary to be able to be their best version in the relationship. Mm, mm, that's so good. And like, I think the big question then becomes, well, <clears throat> how then if we know that, or we've identified, because mm. what you're asking right now is for people to do a lot of internal work and ask themselves yeah, a really yeah. serious question. Like, Very do you serious. actually trust this partner? Yeah. And, you know, obviously a lot of that can be flawed and impacted because of how the, maybe the relationship started off. It might've not yeah. been healthy, but it doesn't mean that you still don't love and care for them and still of want course. this to work. But what you've now done is that you've kind of posed the question where people can be like, you know what, I actually don't feel like I trust my partner right sure. now. Maybe I am actually living for the, for him and not myself. Yes. You know, this isn't like a blended kind of relationship right now. Mm. So if people have gone back and they've asked themselves that question, they've been like, and the answer is, no, I actually don't trust my partner. Yeah. What do you do? So that's a big question and a big process because just because you don't trust that partner now doesn't mean that you can never trust them. Mm. doesn't mean you never trusted them, mm. right? Trust is something that is earned and lost. Mm. So it's something that is, you have the option to be able to really, well, work on on building that trust the same way that you can look at building trust if they did, whatever, cheat or do something different, right? Um, it's probably it's probably different to that because trust is, when that's happened, trust has actually been broken. Maybe this trust has been established. So it's, I think that you've got to really have that conversation with yourself primarily, but also have that conversation with that partner, which is obviously difficult because don't trust them. Exactly. You know what I mean? If you've told I me think, that, I'm like. 
Primarily, what? exactly. So <laughs> primarily the thing that you need to do actually is have a conversation with yourself. And that's something that is actually really, really challenging. And the process is really, really challenging because sometimes it, the answer could really just be, well, I don't ever see me being able to trust this person because of X, Y, Z and these qualities and these traits and these things. And I've given this person an opportunity to show that he's someone that I can trust. But if the answer is you can never trust him, then that's a, that's a big question that only you can answer as to whether you want to, what you want to do with them. And I think that like, that goes into a very, very, very interesting point that I want to touch on in terms of like, um, I still love that person. Mm. And I think that this is a very controversial point. This is just my opinion. You guys can do whatever you want in your life. But I'm a big believer that love is not the only thing that is necessary for a relationship to work. Oh, jeez, love is That's crazy. Love is entry fee. Yeah, love is the entry fee for you to be able to have a relationship. Because you see, so many times, like tough times come when you love this person so so much. Yeah, but you need to be safe mm. emotionally. Mm. You need to trust this person. You need to have. You need to have so many other things in place. To have a thriving relationship, love is entry fee. Of course, I gotta love you. How am I, you know, how am I supposed to want to develop all of these other things that allow mm. us to have this thriving relationship if I don't even love you? But what, but on the inverse of that is like, if I've only got love, I don't have anything else. Anything, it's problematic. So, what are the other things that you're told referring to? In my opinion, mm. because I agree, like I think that, like obviously, love isn't the only thing. Yes, you know? love is like a prerequisite. It's exactly. gonna help you a lot and allow you to sustain it's, the relationship. It's the only thing that's gonna allow you to do it. But it's like you've just got love, then it's like, well, I love a lot of things. Ex exactly right. But obviously, people can be like, well, okay, well, let's define love, and that becomes a whole kind of different conversation. Yes, correct. And that could include the things that you might say are missing. So it's a completely subjective, I of guess course. to anyone that's listened to it, it's like, well, it's completely subjective. Exactly. What's your, what do you define love yeah. as? Yeah, people have different definitions. But obviously this is our podcast. So it's just about Exactly. Us. You're not on, <laughs> if you've got an opinion, hire out your own studio, <laughs> run your own mics. Exactly. Right now you're listening, you're looked into Nick and Femi's podcast exactly. right now. Listen so. to what we think. Exactly. So. so based on what I think. Exactly. What are those other things that are missing? Um, I think there's a, there's a massive, array of things right? yeah. um, of things that are relevant to, to making a relationship successful. I think obviously, like I said, trust, safety, um, growth. Um, I think that you've also got to be aligned in terms of values. Mm -hmm. um, I think that you've also got to be a lot of different things. And then it becomes, it be that's conceptual stuff. I think that like, if I start listing things from like a practical level, it's gonna I'm be shivering. Sort of like, you're probably looking at me like I'm is, shivering. Hey, you guys, if you're not, if you're listening to this, I'm just looking at this guy just shiver and and literally like he's shaking the whole room right now. It's, it's crazy. I told you, buy our program. It's cold. Oh, it's cold. We don't even have heating. <laughs> it is crazy right now. So, hey, please buy our program. It's very affordable. You know, it starts at a size cheap as 30 bucks a week. Please. Come on, guys. Please. How many times Please. you spent 30 bucks on some other stuff? Save and easy. Save and easy foundation. <laughs> Come on. Come on. But long but story yeah. short, I really, really think that there's so many things and it'd be hard for me to start listing sure. them. But the ones that I've said are some of the major ones I've come to the top of mm -hmm. my head. And I think that it's really, really good to self-reflect. And I think that what we are saying before is going to challenge people. And I think that it's important that in a relationship that you are actually challenged to, to, to really vet yourself as to 
well, why am I, why the hell am I with this person, first of all? Mm. And you just because you've started the relationship doesn't mean that, you know, you're not locked into anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm, like, if you're married, that's another conversation that you need to, you know, probably go through a, a different process. And I'm not saying anything in terms, I'm not encouraging anything. I'm just saying. But still, even if you are married. Even if like you are married, like this is your go life. Through. You, this is your life. You know, I feel like this process is still very relevant. A hundred percent. Even if you are married. Because right? the thing about it, because at the end of the day, what are you going to be selfish about? No. You've got to be selfish, selfish about, about your future. future. <laughs> You've got, got to be. be. <laughs> that's the, the If I could give you one learning that I've had in my, in, in the, in the, like the last few years of my life is, you need to be so selfish about your future. You've got to be. And ah, it's, it's a crazy one, but it's true. It it's sounds really so true. bad, but I'm telling you, don't get it twisted. Mm. At a drop of a hat, that person, that that whatever it is that you think that you're living for, given the opportunity to dog you for their future, nine out of ten, they're going to do it. Well, I think that's what usually happens, right? That's what 100%. we see. You know what I mean? Like That's why the divorce rates happen, right? So I yeah. realize that. Saying it, you yeah, got to you got to realize, yo, what is really, really, what is really, really happening in my life right now, mm. and what's my future looking like exactly. with this person, exactly. and especially if you've only you're only dating them or whatever it is, and you feel like it, there's so many things about the thing about dating, and the thing that I think that is broken in the dating realm, I think oh. there's so many issues, right? But the one thing I think that is interesting about the dating realm is that we establish this level of expectation for it to transpire into something. Um, you know, into marriage, into lifelong stuff. And the truth about dating is that you're literally just on trial, bro. Like it's a soccer team, right? Yeah. It's a big contract that you're trying to sign. You're trying to sign a big <laughs> contract, bro. Yeah. You're on probation, you're on trial, you're trialing with the under 23s. You know, you're getting a cup, you can't, you're getting some game time. You might even get some first time, first team game time. Mm. If you haven't signed pen and paper blood, the moment that I realized that you're not the one for the team, you're not fitting the system. Like I might've thought that you were amazing at the mm. first trial. The first opening, I would have thought that this guy was messy himself. But when it comes to push comes to shove, you've been tested on the trial game. You've been tested in the system. You know, all these things aren't working out for your way. As a club, I'm a dickhead if I <laughs> if I sign you. Do you know what I mean? No, nah, it's true. But like, all, but like right now, we're treating as if just because you did the first trial, I have to be there for you. You have to be my captain. You don't. You bro. really don't. You really, you really do don't. not. It's interesting though. But I think that like is uh, when I wanted to play devil's advocate a little bit when do you were it. talking about the love thing. But like in the interest of time, and I know there was other things we wanted to cover. We probably can't even cover now because of the. The time spent. Bro, I, let's have this, com if you want to have this conversation, we can run it and cut it into whatever, but like, if you no, want to- No, 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 it's all right. We'll do it like this. I, I'm not scared. There's no fear there. But- um, That's yes, Nick's heart right yes. now, bro. But I think that this is even more interesting than where we were gonna go, to be honest. Right. So, especially even in terms of dating, right? Mm, mm. But not even like, oh, there's two parts, but I'll start with the first part. Correct. When we just on track with dating. Actually, no, I won't. I'll go back to love. So <laughs> we were talking about, obviously, like love is just an entry fee. Correct. But an entry fee to what? Like, your, to, sorry. go on. To your life, to having an opportunity. So you're like, I'm talking about entry fee in terms of you having a relationship with that person yeah. and being committed and serious to that person. Yeah. The entry fee has got to be love for you to start wanting to build something with that person, mm -hmm. right? So you wanting to build a long, a long lasting lo life, a long lasting kind of whatever, lack of better word, empire, right? With that person, yeah. the entry fee for that has got to be love. Yes, I know that you don't love someone instantaneously. Mm -hmm. To be able to want to build that entry, to be able to want to have that kind of long-term plan and development with them, 
Right. That's what that needs. That's what, I, in my opinion, that's what you need. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask about because like, well, it's not instantaneous. Of course. Obviously that comes back from, we were giving the example about the dating. It's like, yeah, well, of course. you know, you're on trial right now. Yep. And what we're trialing is, do we align? Yes. You know, our values and goals are exactly where we need to go. Do yes. we have that emotional connection? Do we have that safe container that I can be for you? And if so, then bang, this prerequisite of love has been achieved. Yes. I would kind of visualize that. Correct. So are we saying then, just going back to that statement, that once, you, once you've achieved love and you've gotten to that point, then what other stuff needs to kind of follow? Like those other things that you, I know that you were going to allude to, but I'm like, just curious now. Like I said, A, I'm not a relationship coach. From, uh, from my, this is purely all, from my- uh, This is all it is. It might be controversial, views, it might hurt are, people. People that are the, like, I wanted to date Femi, but now Femi's seeming quite unachievable. I don't know. No, 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 no. To be honest, the thing about it, it's not like, it's not unachievable. It's just like, I think I've just, uh, broken it down in a way that seems systematic, and, and when yeah. things are systematic, it sounds slightly confront uh, confrontation, um, some slightly can um intimidating and confronting mm. because he thinks that it needs to go in that regimented way. It doesn't have to go in that regimented way. It's more just an explanation of the I- idealistic way that I Everyone think. Wants to go. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, like sure. life is an ideal. Of you course. know what I mean? So, but I'm just saying, I, I in an ideal I know, world, weird, right? Yeah. So. Actually, disclaimer. You actually did the craziest disclaimer just then for hey. yourself. That's crazy. Cuz. <laughs> Pretty much just saying, hey, G, if anything goes left, like we said at the start, it's really, 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 on really on you. It's on you, bro. <laughs> it's so on you, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's so, crazy. Yeah. Um, I guess if I was to spitball, right, I think that my opinion on, the, on what your question is, if I'm understanding your question correctly, right, yeah. is the things that need to come with love and come after love and, and and to establish a really, really sound relationship um, is what I said earlier is in terms of like, you need to have aligned values. Yeah. Your morals and your values need to align. And I think that's something that's really important that is um, kind of overlooked is likes and dislikes, mm-hmm. right? Because sometimes, again, this is just my opinion. Now you're just talking about me being my personal self, right? Yeah. But it's like, I think that you've got to have aligning likes and dislikes. Not the same. There's a big difference. Aligning, right? I can't, I can't like praying and you like sacrificing animals to the devil. You know what I mean? Mm. Not aligned, you know, like not aligned. doesn't have to be the same, but they need to, like our likes and dislikes can't be um, a directly oppositional, which goes into values and morals and what we believe, obviously. Yeah. Um, and then, so I also think that obviously you need to have a level of trust, security, um, you know, your lifestyle has got to be conducive to my lifestyle. Um, I'll be willing for us to be able to negotiate. I think there's some, and, and, and another thing that I also like, I, I might just tell him about things that I want and what I like now. That's pretty much what you're saying, but like, no, let's not go all the way I was going to say, there. I'm like, damn, what, this, no, this, what the it, hell is this? No, but I was literally, I was really, the reason why I asked you that question is because what we see said, going back to saying love is an entry fee. Yes, correct. Um, and then we would uh, spit in, but I was like, okay, well, how do we get to love? Cause it's not Oh, is that your question? It's like, well, there's this, there's this, there's this, there's this. So is it, is it more that, not that love is an entry fee, Sure. but but it's like love is something that, if we summarize that love includes all those things that you were talking about, mm. then is it just a matter of just sustaining it then? It's not a matter of like having other things that need to follow. And I know this is just conceptual, yeah. but just because I'm quite a conceptual guy, I like things to kind of make sense. Yeah. 
if we're saying that love is all of these things and it doesn't come instantaneously, but mm. once we've covered all those things and we've achieved love, then it's just something that just we need to sustain. I think that we're putting this in a in an unfair box because the complexity of love and relationships sure. is far more abstract and far more is is far more vast than and then the one plus two example exactly. that I gave, right? Exactly. Right. I think it was the, the example that I gave was really, really an oversimplified version of what I mean. And what I mean is that don't think that all to be able to sustain a relationship, mm -hmm. all you need is love. Yeah. And it's not because you can love someone. We see it so many times. You can love someone that is bashing you. Mm. That is, that doesn't like, you can do whatever you want in your relationship, but for as professionals, right? Like we've got to make sure you're safe. Right. If, if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're like a healthcare professional, we Someone can't just like say, oh, okay, you, yeah. someone's, you know, if you're in a DV relationship and I don't mean this to be triggering to anybody, right. But you could be in a DV relationship and as a healthcare worker, I can't know that and support that just because you love the person. Yeah. And then we see that a lot of the times where you, you, they really gen, like they genuinely do love the person. Of course. And you can have, so, and even if it's not DV, but someone that hurts you and isn't supportive and isn't aligned to you and doesn't, it's like, it's, there's so many other stuff, right? It becomes problematic to encourage someone to be there just because of love. Right. And I think that what I mean that is that, yes, love is great. Love is essential. Love is what you need. Love is so good and love is great, Ugh, right? But it's not the only thing. It's not what's going to sustain you in, in the long run. Yeah. There's so many things. And if you're, if you're, you know, if you are a religious person, it's very important, right? To have someone that aligns, you know, to have someone that not, you can, you can date whoever you want, right? But you want to have someone that aligns with your values, your beliefs and whatever that is, right? And it doesn't mean that you have to be the same religion. You can do whatever you want, but I think it would be problematic to have someone that has conflicting belief systems um, to, to, to make that work. And these are just the views viewed and shared by Femi alone. Yeah. So don't even come at Nick. If you got an issue, you can slide in my DMs and we can have a conversation, <laughs> right? Because I'm not trying to be confrontational. I'm just yeah. saying these are my opinions. Yeah, but I agree. Like, I think that some of the opinions that you were saying, especially when it comes to like values and opposing likes and dislikes, I think those are very, very valid, regardless of whatever your subjective view is. I think that there's a lot of people that can learn from that, right? Mm. Because so many people are concerned about Oh, he likes R&B, so do I. Yay, that's a perfect fit. But it's like, well, you know, what are your values? Yeah, exactly. And sometimes, a lot of the time, you come into relationships being not even knowing what our values are. Mm. And that causes a lot of, obviously, disruption in the relationship because we're still trying to figure it out. But we've also set, like, mm. unrealistic expectations of what this relationship is. And that's what we see. Some people, five, you know, ten years down the track, they realize, like, actually... This is what I really care about. Exactly. And now this relationship doesn't make sense anymore. Exactly. So and I that, think that's the the really, really most important part. Obviously, likes and what you guys care about and like your hobbies and stuff, they're all obviously important. We're not saying that they're not important, but like I think the crux of it is your your values. Yes. It's like what do you actually generally care about? And it doesn't mean that you need to have like 10, 20, 30 different values. I think that the best way to look at doing it is by just dropping it down to like three or five. What are your three or five values? Why not four? Three to five values. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Because what yeah. that forces you to do is that it forces you to be really real about the values that you set. Because yeah. you can write down anything. You awesome. really can. But when you ask yourself, when you have to narrow it down to three or five, then it, there needs to be significant meaning behind it. And, and I think know. that like this, this, this conversation has definitely taken a turn that it, 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 we didn't intend it to do, but I think it's valuable anyway. Yeah. And I think that in terms of your value, especially in a relationship, is really, really being critical and honest, mm. right? In terms of not what I like the, the idea of, 
But what do you spend your most time on? What do you spend your most time putting in effort with? What do you put, what do you, what do you develop? What are the things? If you say that, oh, I really value being outdoors, but you haven't been outdoors in six years, maybe you don't really value it that much. Mm. Or maybe there's a bigger reason why you've been outdoors because you're, maybe your partner, the relationship that isn't congruent to that, like you were perhaps, saying. Perhaps, yeah. Who knows? And it's like, yeah, I mean, and just different values and be honest with yourself. Like what actually is your values? And there's nothing, there's no shame with having values that aren't, you know, kind of traditionally, quintessentially mm. perceived as positive and mm. good. If you, look, if you don't value your, your family, Whatever, bro. Like, be, do you know I, what I, mean? I, I swear, swear to God, God, whatever, whatever, dude. Like, if that's not your value, then that's not your value. Don't mm. lie about it. Exactly. And then try to build a relationship based off family. When this person's, because you're, you're not gonna understand it. When somebody loves their family and you don't love your, you don't like, you're not, you're not. Not that you don't love your family, but you're not. Your, your one of your core values yeah. is in your family. It's gonna be so problematic. Bro, imposter syndrome. Right. Facts. Facts. Yeah, because you're not gonna get it. You're like, bro, we've been to your mom's house six, three times this week. Yeah, why? Why? And that you know what's even crazy is that you might even be able to sustain it, but like deep down, you're going to realize this is so exhausting. So exhausting. So then when you, even if you go in and you do those things that are lying, like like everything, it's mm. going to start presenting itself in different ways. Bro. In so many different ways. And that's where the big, big problem comes led in the track. And I do want to say quickly that even though these values that you set now, remember a lot of so, this conversation that is targeted towards is around like young adults. Yeah. And we're still trying to figure ourselves out as young adults. Facts. It doesn't mean that your values can't change. Yes. Values can change. Yes. Then don't feel bad about your values being changing because whatever we say now doesn't mean like, yep, for 50 years, this is who I'm going to be. It can evolve just yeah. like your partners can evolve as well. 100%. And that's why Femi was talking about it. We were to tie it back to what we were talking about in this podcast. It's all about being that safe container and allowing that Mm. space for growth and involvement. That's what it's all about. Exactly. And we're always on track. We always knew what we're doing. We're always on track. We knew what we were doing, (laughs) baby. (laughs) No, but like, it's so true. Being, having been that safe container is going to allow for growth to happen. Um, which is the, the be on end all. Cause like when, when it's safe for that person to be different and, and grow and evolve, it doesn't cause as much trouble as much tension because it's safe mm. that person's got your back mm. it's okay to have you know it's okay to be the different person exactly so anyway long story short i guess the best way to wrap this up right is to basically just say you know like your role in your in in in, in your relationship is so important mm. you are you play such a pivotal role you're so influential you have the ability to be able to make or break someone's life which is a very very big big statement to make, but it's the truth, right? Mm. And it should be an honor and a deep responsibility that you take seriously when you're dating someone. And I think that it's something that you need to really take seriously in terms of being really essential, Mm. being being really intentional about trying to keep that person safe Mm. um, and and allowing the growth to happen and being that person that you want to be, but also making it safe for that person to be the the, who they want to be. I love that, I love that. And I think that what I do want to say is that with this podcast and especially with this season, we really want to be able to support you guys in your growth and able to improve your mental health, improve your relationships, improve all these facets of your life. And the best way that you can do that is that it's not just about listening to us and being like, yeah, oh, sweet, let's go back. But it's about actually really taking the time to do the work, mm. taking the time to ask yourself these questions, especially when we talk about relationships. Like relationships is like you're making a decision for the rest of your life, essentially. Yeah. 
And sometimes you might even get to the resolution that I actually don't want to be in a relationship. And that's cool as well. Because mm. we've touched the roles and the responsibility that it takes yeah. so much. Take yourself. Exactly. But the big thing at the end of the day, like what I'm trying to allude to is that you guys just got to do the work. Yeah. And if you guys have any questions, any feedback, any comments about anything that's been said in this podcast, or if there's any way that we can support you, because I know that we're going to be doing a lot more episodes that's going to be tailored towards you guys and what you guys want. So we're going to definitely have that coming this season. But for the meantime, do the self-work. Yeah. Ask us the questions. We're more than happy to support you as much as we can in this journey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So... Aside from that, I mean, that's basically it for this episode. I hope you guys love it. Leave a review, leave a comment, do the usual things. Come on. Let's get us to number one, baby. Let's go. I'm coming for Jay Shetty's title, man. That's what we're doing. You got it. You got it. I believe in us. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, guys. Well, look, peace and love. I'll see you guys next week for another episode of the Uncovered Podcast with Nick and Femi. Yeah.